What's up and welcome to Fortitude in 15 with Sam Panich and Parker Yablon, presented by Elevation Nation. In 15 minutes, we're going to talk about what's going on in the real world and give you some tips and tricks on how to activate mental fortitude and conquer the real world. You hear that, Parker? The birds are chirping. You're in a beach town. You're living the good life on vacation right now, man. Happy Fortitude and 15 Thursday. What's up on your vacay, dude? Thanks for making 15 minutes for me. I missed you. I feel like I haven't talked to you all week. It has been all week. I first want to apologize for my lack of quality uh, microphone. Sometimes, you know, when you go to the beach, you just forget a few things. My microphone was one of them. He had his swimsuit. He had his flip-flops. But Elevation Nation, he forgot his microphone. So that's okay. We'll forgive him. He's in vacation mode. But I'm glad you're able to to unplug, man. It's been, honestly, a refreshing week. We haven't done much Elevation Nation stuff this week. I think that's good for both of us. A little time away from work. Get to relax. Get to both see our families. How's your fam? Everyone is doing grand um listen at the end of the day yes we take time away from elevation nation but the elevating does not stop sammy at all i was dancing my heart out the other night as if you know i was elevating the dance floor so you know although i'm not what uh, what actual elevating did you do on this trip i know you like to read what are you reading right now oh well i'm reading three books at the moment uh, Creativity Inc. with my it's work team. It's a, it's a nice read we're reading about. Um, let's see, what else? Daring to be Great, Benet Brown, which is uh, an often lighter read. Actually, no, I wouldn't say lighter read. A little deeper read. Um, and then the third a book I am reading right now, I'm just going to start it, is The Richest Man in Babylon. Damn, I've been trying to get that on my Kindle for so long, but it's never available. You got to have to tell me how it is. Well, you can buy it on Amazon for like $4. Okay, I might have it's to. A very, it's a very, very small book, but I've been told about this book a few times. And I, Cassidy I don't know was why. the first one to tell us about it, I think. Yeah, I just don't know why it's... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a quick read. It's like 70 pages, but there's something about it. I guess it's working because people keep, uh, sharing it with us. Well, I'm excited for you that you get to read some good books on the beach. I feel like there's no better Parker Yablon relaxation activity than sitting on the beach in Cape May reading a book with his family. I mean, maybe having crabs at the same time and watching the Ravens. That's like your perfect situation, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say that's a pretty pretty good situation. But I did learn that, you know, we have like 20 people at the beach with us. So it's actually really difficult <laughs> to read when you're around people you love because you just want to mm. talk with them and hang with them. I actually haven't been doing a lot of reading this week. All of my time has been spent catching up with people, hanging out, talking about stupid things. And... uh yeah. That brings up an interesting concept, Parker, that I want to talk to you about. With the becoming of an adult, right? You move out of your house, you go to college, 
And for the first time ever, you're not seeing your family every single day. And you love that new freedom. It's cool in college. It's fun. They visit, whatever. I'm sure camp was like semi-similar, but like college was the real one. And then adulthood happens and you have jobs and responsibilities and you're all across the country for some families. Talk about like, it sounds bad, but you have to put in effort and time and value and money in order to stay close in person, at least to the people that, that are in your family. So you have this family trip that you do every year. Talk to us about how that tradition has kind of like kept you guys close over the years as people have gotten older and had kids and gotten married and moved across the world. I feel like this tradition of Cape May has, has kept you guys all close as a, as a crew. No doubt. It is, uh, it's for sure a tradition. And what is crazy, it's funny you say that, Sam, because this year actually marks the 30th anniversary of when Philip and the Lictors started coming to Cape May and the finds, and those are the families that we go with, um, 30 years. And last night, um, one of the individuals at our dinner gave a nice speech around just the idea that 30 years and it's the same people with an extension of new people and it's just all family and it's just cool to be able to come back. But I think back to my point about sitting on the beach and not being able to read my book. It's like, it's interesting because when you're like kind of a kid, you want to be like overly stimulated all the time. You have to be busy. You got to be doing things. If you're not reading sure. a book, you're listening to music. If you're not listening to music, you're playing a game like spike ball or whatever. If you're not doing that, you're in the ocean. If you're not doing that, you're like running around. Like there's always things you got to be stimulating with, but like, What's really interesting about being back like with your family and just hanging out and enjoying time is that the concept of just hanging out and just sitting, not really on your phone, just like enjoying people's company and having good conversations is like what it's all about. And I just, I think it's something that is a nice reminder that those are like the best times when you're really not overly stimulated. You're just kind of hanging out and just being it brings back a really fond, even though it was a horrible time, memory that I have, which was when COVID hit, I think a lot of us were scared what was going to happen next. And I know me personally, I moved in with my parents um, down in Savannah for six months, just me and my parents. And it's really cool that opportunity as like an adult, you're working, you're figuring out young adulthood and your life and what you want you're all navigating this scary event together, but you really start to see your parents as like adults. And I think they see you as an adult and a human being and a person. And it's this weird kind of switch that happens. Um, and I think it's really good for a lot of like parent child relationships. If you are able to kind of spend extended time with your family, like seeing them in their everyday, how they work as an adult, not on vacation mode, but, just seeing them every single day and what they like to do in their free time during the work week and how they work and what they have for dinner and what are they doing for lunch and going on walks after dinner and talking about life and things that are stressing you out. It's like, I've really, I really enjoyed that period of my life, even though it was a scary one. I mean, to even take this a, a step further, it's like, I think this year, you know, Kate May is always, we talked about this before, Kate May is like a, always a reminder for me of like where I am in a year, right? Like Kate May is always like, yeah. oh, wow, it's Kate May. You know, we talked about this last week. But 
it's it's kind of crazy to think that like you know I have stepbrother who has two kids. I've got you know extension family. People are getting engaged and married and all this. And like I look at my parents and like it's starting to realize like they're also getting older and like they're taking on a new form of their life. And while it's you know kind of crazy to think like wow parents are you know maybe they're not up dancing with everyone else for the full time because they you know maybe need a little break or want to go do something else or a little tired you know what I mean it's like the little things like that but then also they're starting a new chapter of their life too and I think it would be remiss for us to not acknowledge that as a young adult that like while we're getting older and we're going through challenges and a new transition um you know as the 20s is a transitional period think about our parents too dude 100% I mean both of our parentals moved in the last four years to completely new cities, right? And I mean, what's more symbolic of starting a new chapter of your life than moving where you reside? Full states, right? Regions of the US, totally different friend groups now, activities that take up their free time. It's totally a new chapter for them, just like it's a new chapter for us in figuring out adulthood. And, um, you know, and even thinking a little bit, Parker, here about my grandparents, right? I have both grandmas alive and figuring out time to spend with them, right? I don't live close to any of my family. And so making that effort to go learn from your grandparents who are in a totally different stage of their life. Both my grandmas are widowed, right? They're older. They're kind of approaching this this new chapter of their lives where they're trying to, you know, get through each day, healthy, not fall, stay happy, talk with their friends. But that's a really tough stage as well. And it's interesting to kind of, you know, be at our starting point, I guess, of adulthood and consciousness and, and understanding. And I see like the three generations in their different stages. And I think back, like, I don't know if you ever think about this, like, I wonder what my dad or mom thought when they were 26, or I wonder what my grandma thought or was going through when they were 26. I'm pretty sure my grandma had like two kids. <laughs> yeah. It's to, it's like completely different. And they probably look at us like, dang, those kids, they have it so easy. Or maybe they have it so hard. I don't know. I think it's different for every perspective, every you know unique, unique situation. I just think it's very unique that in the sense that you and I can both agree that our parents and certainly our grandparents at our age at 26, we're living a very, very different life. And, you know, just by, you know, what was going on in the world, what they had access to. It's just, it's just crazy. Right. Completely. It's, it's totally different. And then I also think, unfortunately, but fortunately, every generation has their own challenges that they face. Societal challenges, internal family challenges, sicknesses, issues, financial problems, and every generation figures out how to navigate those problems too. Um, I had my mom and dad do Not this. solve. Not solve. Maybe solve, but mostly navigate, I think. Yeah. Or hopefully learn more on how to navigate. I had, um, I had my parents fill out this thing. I got them for Hanukkah, which was really one of those gifts that you give your parents, but really you're the one that benefits from it. I don't know if you ever do that, Parker, but I do that a lot, which is probably not good. But I bought them this 
subscription to this storytelling company. And essentially, every week for a year straight, my patient mother and father, mostly my mom, to be honest, they filled out, I I picked like 50-something stories, questions for them to answer. And they would tell a story answering those questions. And then they compiled, this company compiled it and put it into a book. And I haven't read through everything yet, but I think it's like important as we get older to try to figure out the lessons that our parents learned throughout their lives to share with us. I don't know if you started to think like that at all, but you know, spending more time with my grandmas is something I'm really trying to do now to just like learn from them and what they've gone through. And same with my parents. I think a lot of the times we're always moving, like the problems of our day-to-day jobs take over our lives. And we forget that the people closest to us have so much wisdom to pass down to us that if we just asked questions, I think we would learn a lot. Think about it a good amount. I think it's, I'm with you. It's yeah. I mean, I take, I think I take that for granted, um, which is, you know, it's, it's challenging being in a different place and you're not with those people all the time. I had a conversation um, with, I forget who about this, but the idea of just like, everyone should have an opportunity or the ability to write down and share their thoughts. And I think that's so cool that what you've done with your parents, I think it's sweet because, you know, whether it's meaningful now or meaningful in 25 years, it's meaningful. (laughs) That's it. Right. Um, And no one can take that meaningful meaningfulness away from you or your parents or your family or whoever would read it because it it doesn't have, it's priceless, you know, like it, how meaningful would that be to me compared to meaningful to you? Right. It's meaningful for you because that's, you value those lessons and those are the people you love and like, you can't take that away from you. And I think those are things that like, sometimes I, we need to remind ourselves about is that like those stories, those things like, those are for, for you and your family to share and like, you know, and just have between you. And I think it's super cool that you, you, you've done that. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'll end on a quote that I'm definitely going to butcher, but if you haven't listened to our episode this week with John Camardella, he brought up a concept, um, at the end of the episode where he was talking about, you know, he wanted to suffer more so that his children had to suffer less and others had to suffer less. And that, I think, mindset is really what has pushed generations and families forward over the last hundreds of years, right? And I think that kind of concept is perfect to end this episode as we talk about families and, and generations and the power of us coming together and learning from from our, our parents and grandparents and everyone in the family tree. All right. Well, I got, I'm going to leave us on this because this is a uh, scenario I was talking about with Eric Bass, my stepbrother on the beach yesterday, and I had to bring it up and ask you, Sammy, and Elevation Nation, take a moment to think about this. All right. You hop into a spaceship, okay, and you have to leave Earth for 15 years, and in that spaceship, you're going to get to Mars, and it's just you. 
15 years away from your family, if you make it back, you have $10 million in your pocket, would you do it? No. 15 years, 100% certainty you're coming back. Are you doing it? No. Dude, isolation for even like one year without other humans drives you mentally insane and you'll develop mental health issues that possibly can okay. be solved. So, no. But funny you, you say that. I was just watching something March. and they like, it doesn't matter. They threw this guy in like isolation um, in jail. Like, dude, that messes you up for life. Sorry, I'm good. All right. There's your answer, Elevation Nation. Curious what you would do. <laughs> I hope you said no, too. I was the one asking the question, I sure Sam. hope so. Well, fair enough. Well, Parker's connection's a little weak, and he needs to go to the beach now. So, Elevation Nation, we'll leave you with that. That spaceship question is one that we want to hear your thoughts on. Send us a message if you got an opinion. Until next week, peace. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If you aren't already a subscriber, please do subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at ElevationNation underscore IO and on Twitter at ElevateBeGreat. Check us out on the web at www.elevationnation.io. Until next week, Elevation Nation. Thank you.